Welcome back to the Soma Soul Works podcast. I'm still working that out, Chris. That's <laughs> it's kind of a mouthful. It's, it's, it's awesome, but it's, it's, I'm still getting used to that. But welcome back. We're so excited. We're having a lot of fun with this. It's, it's a new format for us. Chris and I are both speakers. And I think we're used to doing videos and, and maybe being on a stage, but being on a podcast is it's new for us. So we, we hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. And it's new territory and it's fun. It's, it's a bit scary, but here we are. Uh, Chris, what, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, well, I think if, if we keep doing this, um, we've got kind of a whole, probably several days worth of talking about uh, strongholds. So this word, spiritual strongholds. Um, and uh, just a heads up, like we, we did a boot camp I don't know, it was a year ago, a year and a half ago um, on this topic, and it was brand new material for us, um, but, uh, but it went over really well, and we're probably going to be doing it again, um, and we're also turning it into a book. All of this was, was just kind of content that, that really caught, our, caught fire in our, in our crew and in our lives, and, uh, and so we, we thought the podcast would be a great way to go over this, um, and then just for the sake of definition, because this word stronghold, I think gets thrown around quite a bit. Um, the word that we're referring to really only appears once in the new Testament. It's in second Corinthians. And, uh, and Paul says, for though we live in the body, we do not wage war in an unspiritual way. Our weapons of warfare are not worldly, but are powerful through God, for the demolition of strongholds. So that's the word we're looking for. And he follows up. He says, we demolish arguments of every high minded thing, that is raised up against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to obey Christ. So, for the sake of definition, um, that's that's kind of where we're where we're running from. And uh, I would say one of the things that we started we started as a just as a point of definition that we're specifically calling strongholds. We're talking about the mind. It's the battle for the mind, as opposed to uh, some people will use the word stronghold to talk about like spiritual entities or or sort of authorities and powers in the spiritual world. That's not really what we're talking about. And, and I think based on that verse in 2 Corinthians, that's not what Paul's talking about. But I'm not arguing over the, the semantics. I'm saying this is how we're defining it. So it's these, you know, it's these assumptions. It's these, it's these gut-level things that are in our minds that we, don't, that we, we stop thinking about, right? They're the things that right. we're taking for granted. Um, and, uh, and it's how we understand the world. It's how we interpret the events that happen to us, the people around us, and it's the it's the gimmies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think I think once we sort of put that down as a definitional point, as opposed to you know several of the other things we could do, a whole lot of really interesting things came up. So, John, do you remember when we started to kind of uh, framing this out for camp? Like, what were some of the things that really caught your attention? Yeah, I and and I want to give Glenn Lucart the credit, our our boot camp Northwest, one of our our speakers and in, in board members, it really was on his heart almost a year ahead of the time when we actually did the camp. And, right. and, and God just kept speaking to him about strongholds and, and getting to this place of, you know, we do boot camps. Boot camps are structured around the book Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. And it, it's like a boot camp and, and a military boot camp. So when a, a Marine comes to a boot camp for the first time, a young man, I, there's these painted white feet as they step off the bus and they line up on these white feet. And basically it's this idea of like, you are no longer your mother, your, 
or your your father's child, <laughs> you you belong right. to the Marines. And from that time on, it's they go through all new training and they strip strip you down literally, and then build you back up. and And boot camp right. is meant to do the same thing spiritually for a man. And there's the equivalent of captivating for women, where we live in a broken world and we don't come in or go out without a wound, without losing our identity and that place that we're meant to live in, in Christ and in place of power to be powerful and beautiful and purposeful for the kingdom of God. And so boot camp is what we do. And, and we do an occasional fall camp where we have a different topic. But as we do these boot camps, we see in our own lives and the men that we serve, these things that seem to be really tough to get rid of. And it's the stuff that, that binds you, that keeps you from being to living in what we call the glory that we're meant to live in. This, this uh, authentic swing. I love that term from Bagger right. Vance. And so I think Glenn saw this and said, you know, let's go after that. And we, when he first did it, we were kind of scratching our heads thinking that I, to be honest, this, the word stronghold feels really religious to me. I mean, I don't know about you. <laughs> no, I right. agree. And, and for, for one thing, like it's something that you hear kind of th- cast around um, as this, I don't know, it's a kind of a buzzword in some cases, especially in the spiritual warfare world. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, I think once we started looking at it from, from the mental perspective, um, it, it speaks to the, a lot of those places where people can be People can be walking with God for a long time, for years, decades, um, yeah. and still find themselves trapped in something. Still find themselves stuck somewhere. Mm. And 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 not that not that a, a a mental frame of mind is always the cause, but it's always connected. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think really caught my mind was we started realizing that strongholds can be good or bad. That the that it's that those habits of thoughts can be healthy or unhealthy. And so that's a place that the church I don't think uses the word in a healthy way ever but the the bible does it all the time right so like the the lord is my strong tower mm-hmm. and you know he's my refuge and, and this idea like these habits of thought are, are are good holy places in some cases and they're not all bad in, in mm-hmm. fact in fact our whole camp was around identify the, the bad strongholds tear them down and replace them with good ones because they they're defensive positions that also protect your thoughts um, when, when all, you know, manner of misery comes by. Yeah. And we, when you break those strongholds, you don't replace them with a void. You, you replace them with the mindset of Christ and that the scripture talks about that. I, I don't have the verse in front of me, but it's this idea of like, and a beautiful outlaw book by John Eldridge really does a good job of talking about how Jesus approached every situation in his life. Perfectly. Perfectly. Yeah. And <laughs> I think about yesterday. Uh, wow. <laughs> like, if I could have walked through my life, my day, just one day, heck, an hour, perfectly, or even not perfectly, but l- at least in a, in a mindset that Christ lived in rather than my own strongholds, everything would be different. Yeah. So that's where we're headed. It's not a void. It's not you break these things and and you just sit around. No, you have right, a new call it good. <laughs> yeah, you have a new mind. And then, and scripture talks about that you you put on the mindset of Christ. You 
you put on new clothes, you put on new identities, you put on new approaches to your relationships, your work, your worship. So that's kind of, that's where we're headed. Well, and as we as we understand this term as a mental term, that means that it's a soulish term. Insofar mm-hmm. as like if our if we are defining our soul as basically our our uh, our minds, our emotions, uh, our will, then then strongholds become a soulish matter. Frankly, yeah. more than a spiritual matter. And this idea that our souls are like a territory that we must inhabit, that we must lean into and live in. We must fill with good things. And so uh, this, this idea that when there are the uninhabited pieces of our souls, just like uninhabited places in the world, they become haunted. Uh, they become haunted by old ideas, bad memories. Um, they become footholds for the enemy. They're the places that we are not in control of, mm. the places that are sort of unwatched, uh, undefended, um, and all kinds of crap can grow up in there. Um, just thinking about, you know, there are there's strongholds, there's, there's ways of thinking that oppose God's word, they oppose other people, some oppose myself. Um, I was thinking kind of one of, one of my deeper wounds that is connected to this, you know, how like a, a spirit wound and a soul wound can go together was just sort of this, uh, this fear of rejection, right? This mm-hmm. idea like I'm, I'm not wanted, I'm not loved. Um, you know, we'll have probably time to tell all that story, but, but recognizing that stronghold, you know, and that's, and that's not how God talks about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sits there and unexamined, it, it sort of just poisons that portion of, of my, of my story. Um, and, you know, and, and like just recognizing it is, is a big deal. So to kind of turn a corner here, how do we recognize a stronghold? How do we identify it? And I, I just thought of this as you were sharing that story is this is where our addictions live. And it, yeah. it, we divide this and we'll get into this a little bit more between the results of a stronghold and a stronghold itself. So if you look at many treatments, whether you're trying to treat pornography or alcoholism or drug addiction or rage, if you go after those symptoms, you might you might get some uh, new habits. You might get some techniques that help you maybe with the symptom, but it's always those things underneath. It's, it's the underneath things that are always going to come back up and bite you. And you might get rid of your alcohol addiction, but it's going to move into another area unless you get rid of that stronghold, unless you, you work through that with God. That's, I think that's a huge thought. Um, We've probably shown this video on Tempestivum of the the ways in which just connection and addiction are connected. How the, the, the kind of the role of um, mm. the role of denial, right, yeah. in, in addictions and and things like that, and how often all addictions at some you know not counting chemical addictions, sort of all of these things are are equal insofar as we find ourselves in pain and we want to do something that doesn't hurt. Right? Yeah. We, we we should put a, uh, we're medicating this thing. Just give me some relief uh, and I'll get through. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so we can find ourselves, we, we can identify a stronghold in our lives. We can name it. We can identify its, its symptoms. Um, and we identify the lies that are driving it. Like, like what, basically, what is the message from hell that says, like, this is the truth? Mm-hmm. And so often, you know, truth, that is uh, any message that's delivered with pain feels true because pain feels so real. 
Um, and then and just recognizing what, what are the symptoms, it's a big deal. But then what we'll do is we'll come back and we'll say, okay, well, what's, what's God's truth? If yeah. the lie is that I'm unloved, what's the truth? Is that of course I'm loved, I'm eternally loved. Right. Um, and, and that becomes a, a foundation for a new stronghold, right? For, for, a, for a good one that sits in the same place over the, over the foundations of the enemy's stronghold. And, and it would have its own truth, right? Its own fruit, its own uh, symptoms, so to speak. Uh, we just, <laughs> symptoms always sounds bad. And so we use the word fruit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's good symptoms, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a really good uh, introduction to what strongholds are and where we're headed. We want to have the mindset of Christ. We want to live full lives. We want to live interconnected with people and be able to react and grow and love and create. I think creating, we talk about our community here, both creative on the programming, the technology, the art, all these things. And whether you're innovating new software, new ways to program something, new problems to solve, or if you're creating a beautiful painting of nature, you get held back by these strongholds. And, and yeah. yes, there's plenty of artists that had really strong uh, strongholds and addictions that, that shown throughout the ages, but think how much more they would if these things were taken care of and, and life was put into order. And I think we have examples of that, but it's pretty, it's pretty rare. Uh, so yeah. I think, yeah, I think we've, we've, we've done a good job of explaining that where we are, where we're headed in, in this topic. Chris, can you unpack how we came about our framework of both identifying these things and then what to do about it? Yeah, I, I, think, I think for, for years we've been, using this, uh, we've been using this phrase that says like when you throw a stick at a pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one that got hit. Um, and there's this notion of like watch your heart especially when people are going into deep places, watch your heart for what hurts, what, what pisses you off. Um, and if someone drops a, drops a comment or a line that just hacks you off, there's a good sign that there's something there that, uh, that's a stronghold. Like that, that, is, that is sort of the, the easiest symptom, so to speak, is when it's a part of what we call dissonance, when, when a way that you think is challenged um, by some other information or thoughts, the first places our minds go is to defend it. And so when we watch ourselves for whether or not we're being defensive, it at least is the clue. Um, now, that's not to say that there isn't an appropriate place for righteous anger, but you know the difference between like, you know, this just got under my skin and it's a, it's a sticks in my craw. You can know that difference. And, and it's very often, like I said, if, if, we, if we use the metaphor of a stronghold as a defensive position, when that gets attacked, your stronghold responds. And so, yeah even this one metric of being like, what, what irritates you? Um, probably the first, uh, probably the first thing that we're going to be, the first stronghold we're going to be talking about is this notion of, uh, of politics, right? And so right now it's, uh, it's, it's in the middle of the, the, uh, quarantine situation. And, and John, I know that we've been watching, we've been watching the different social medias, the news, everything, and everybody on every side is mad about something. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, and to be clear, like that's in the church too, right? So I'm watching I'm watching my my Christian friends bicker and argue just as much uh, <laughs> yeah. on social media, um, and uh, and so there's this notion like what what hacks you off, and boy yeah. is that a signal? Yeah, 
And it, and it seems the rare voice that steps in, and I've heard this from both, you know, we follow and we're friends with Ransom Heart Ministries leaders, and we work with Bethel Church down in Reading. <clears throat> and just this last week, and Eric Johnson, one of the lead pastors, went there. And he talked about this, like, I know there's some of you that are so, <laughs> that are so upset about this on this side. And there's other folks over here that are upset. He says, don't, don't get distracted from what, what God is doing in the midst of this with you. And, and it was really good message. And I really liked the way he approached it, but it is, it's, it's almost like a magnet that's pulling us in one way or direction. Some days it depends on the moment you're being pulled in both directions and you feel torn apart. Right. I would say then with all of this sort of said up to this point, one of the most important thoughts is to recognize that you choose your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's right there in the verse. Like we take our thoughts captive. Yeah. And, and that was a huge light bulb for me because it does often feel like you just start go through life and you're, you sort of like respond and react to what comes at you. And it can feel out of control. It can feel like, and, and especially when you feel like you're right, like, well, I'm right. Like I, you know, like I, I thought about this thing and it's, it's all my experience. And, and, and we, when we understand though that that uh, when when Paul talks about that 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 we use our weapons against the pretense that the enemy does right it's it's these right. it's this attempt to make an untrue thing look true which is all he does every day is he lies but to know that we that we aren't our thoughts aren't in charge that our thoughts don't define us at least they shouldn't right right uh, rightly rightly formed our spirit should have dominion over our souls and uh, and so we we're deliberate about it. We take these thoughts to Christ and just ask Him. Right here is a, here is a thought. I I just want to bring it to you, Jesus. What do you think? Mm-hmm. That can be one of the most freeing things in the world because it doesn't presume anything. It it doesn't say help me defend this idea or help me attack that idea. It's just what do you think? And you will be surprised at how how often He's got something to say. Um, and it reminds me of it reminds me of uh, something I, I hear out of Danny Silk that when our goal for communication is understanding and not convincing, it, it changes the way we think. I, I really, I think that is so important looking at where we're at. And so just in the time frame of what this recording is, we'll probably, well, this will come out probably right after June 1st-ish. <laughs> in Oregon, where we live, we just were able to open up to what they're calling phase one, which is restaurants are beginning to open up with some certain uh, regulations of how they should operate, some retail. And so people are starting to move around a little bit. And when you're locked up for that long, it's a bit weird to go out. You know, we have, we've been locked up in our family just for quite a while. And, and you start to venture out. And if you're not in this place of rest or you know, maybe your life is busy and we're all experiencing new things with the pandemic. It, you can get shocked by just the simplest things. And it, it's maybe a frustration I had at the gas pump because the machine wouldn't work and it, it took, wouldn't give me back my card. And we're all self-serve, which is most of the country. But in Oregon, we usually, people are pumping your gas. And it's that tiniest little thing that got me all hot and red 
on the road. And I just was so frustrated. And it took me a while to get calmed down. I'm like, what was that? And as I tracked back, it's this piece of being in control. I wasn't in control. And there are so many things I'm not in control of right now. And it's so easy for those strongholds to get triggered. And and Christine and I have just, in the last couple of days, we're like, okay, no more news. Like at least for another week. There's there there's nothing that I need to know right now. <laughs> and so we realize like this is not helping. And we've been really careful with watching the news once a day, once like this one place, and it gives us a tidbit of what's going on, get a feel of like our local news and our international news, and then walk away. But even that at this point is just too much. And so we realize like we gotta we gotta get back to center here. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that's probably a good a good closing thought is to recognize that going after strongholds is kind of like it's some next level stuff. I think for the Christian walk, it's yeah. it's hard. Um, you understand that when that when when we go after our strongholds, we are attacking the enemy's fortified positions. Like yeah, we are picking a fight, right? Um, and they don't want to come down, right? These 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 things like like submitting our minds to Christ is hard. It's painful. <laughs> it will change you. And the enemy hates it, um, but so does your flesh. Your flesh hates it, right? We 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 often get the, these things get established because at some level they work because they yeah. do protect us from something uncomfortable, something painful. And so you go after these things. You're picking a fight. Now, yeah. I encourage everyone to do it, um, but uh, but understand that this is next level stuff. It is, and and make sure, pray about it, um, sit with it, uh, grab somebody to maybe walk with you through these things because it's, it is, it's, it's, it's a journey and it's tough and it can be confusing if you don't have a guide, you don't have a friend. Um, and, and if you're not in it in, in prayer, so I think that's really good. Uh, so I guess that's enough for now. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know about you, Chris, but I've, I'm in that place of just thinking about my own strongholds and I'm right back there at, at the camp that we did this and it was so good. and. This week has been a, a good week, but it's been a tough week, I think, as we, you know, Chris and I are good friends and we work together. And there's been some things that we've had to go after in our own hearts and strongholds and rubbing up against other people. And so it's been really good, but it's been tough. So I, I hope that wraps it up for you, at least this introduction into the topic of breaking strongholds and receiving the mindset of Christ instead. So next time we'll we'll dive into some of these strongholds, but we hope you enjoyed that. You can look in the show notes. We'll have different things that we talked about in this episode. And just a reminder, on every other week, we also publish Tempest Devum, which is our material that we're publishing, things that we're finding very useful, some new material that we've created that we just want to put out there to help people that we see are, is useful in becoming whole as a whole person, especially as a creative, especially as an innovator, someone who is trying to change the world specifically in in the media space. But we think it's useful for others too. So check that out. You can sign up on a newsletter that comes out every other week and you get the resource and it's all for free. And we'd love you to share that as well. And we're working on some other pieces to that, like a group that you can discuss the topics and dive deeper on that. So that's Tempest Deepum. And that's on somagames.com. You can also find it by just typing in tempestdevum.com. 
Anything else, Chris, you want to wrap up on? This is a great start. All right. Thank you. And we will talk to you next time.